Hello and welcome to Studio Wellness Podcast. This is part one of the series Speak. It's going to be chapter one and I thank you for being here. Chapter one is evaluating your present in the book Stretch Too Thin by Jessica Turner. I'm really excited about this because it's challenged me to take some time to sit and actually do some reading today. It's been a beautiful Sunday fall morning and I've been able to sit on my front porch with a cup of coffee and actually be okay with the fact that my house is a disorganized mess. We have wash everywhere because we don't have a dryer and it's going on a week now that things are just kind of piling up. And I do realize that sometimes these things happen for a reason. And I do realize that all the things that in my house need to be done will get done. But that Right now I'm in a season that I need to be able to take the time to work on my mental clarity. Reading really helps me to do that. So I'm excited you're here to share with me as I journey through this book, Again, Stretched Too Thin by Jessica Turner, and I'm on chapter one, and I really encourage you to get the book. Um, If you're just listening, it's still going to be helpful, but I think that you're also going to get a lot out of actually reading the book. I know I've done it different ways before when I've been involved in book series or book clubs or whatever you want to call them. There's times when I just tune in to the actual series and I listen to what the women have to say or the woman or man or whoever's sharing their thoughts as they journey through. Um, But then sometimes I do actually read the book and it's kind of nice to do it both ways. I encourage you that if you feel like you don't have the time right now to even like order a new book sit and read a new book. Sometimes this can be a way to say, I know I need to read this book or I know I need to take that time for myself and I'm just going to listen. And I think hopefully you'll still get something out of it. That's why I'm, I like to do these podcasts because I feel like it can kind of sometimes be like the Cliff Notes version of a book that You can just, while you're driving, listen to somebody share what they think. So chapter one is basically called Evaluating Your Present. And it's really good because it does mention in here, and the things that I highlighted are, the journey to thriving as a working mom must begin with an honest look at your present circumstances and the pressures that threaten to or already have overwhelmed you. And what are you feeling stretched too thin about? What is making you feel you're at your breaking point? We live in an era of speed. The norm has become to get things done faster, to move faster, to go faster. Our society has normalized nonstop activity. Because of this busyness, we often feel we don't have the room to make intentional choices about how we spend our time or live true to ourselves. Instead of living well, we are living stretched too thin. This really resonated with me. Um... I feel like it's so true, and especially when you have kids. My day-to-day means so much more to me now because I'm a mother. You know, before I had kids, I had purpose still, and I felt like I was still planting the seeds to get where I needed to go for the season of being a parent, um, building our business, you know, doing the the self-care on myself, getting myself where I needed to be, and you're never fully ready to be a parent. But after I became a parent, I felt an enormous weight 
of extra pressure on me to have things figured out, to really think about what am I doing with my day to day? It's hard though, when you're in the midst of like having young kids, I feel like sometimes you are just going to like be surviving um, and not thriving because you're tired, you're not getting much sleep. It, it is craziness. And so if you're in that season, know that, you know, try to have as much purpose, but I'm in a season now where I'm sort of getting to a place where I'm able to have a little bit more flexibility because my children are getting a little older. My oldest is five. Then I have a three-year-old, which is almost four. And I have a one-year-old and she will be two in February. So I'm sort of feeling like the dust is clearing a little bit until if the day comes, we have another one. I'm not sure. But I feel that now living my days, it has to be super intentional for me. And I feel a major pressure on that because it affects the future of my children. But there's so much every day that needs done that sometimes we can feel like we're not putting forth the, you know, the effort to think about what we're doing, we're just doing. So I totally get that. Um, Jessica, she talked to a lot of moms and got their feelings on how do you feel stretched too thin? And I highlighted this one particular woman saying, lately I feel like I've been stretched too thin in all areas of my life and that there is truly no balance. If I try to give more attention to one area, another suffers and I feel like all the areas need my full attention, which can can be quite stressful. This makes me want to reference another book that I read. Um, It's called The One Thing. And it's written by Gary Keller. I'm also a realtor and um, I'm with Keller Williams Elite in Lancaster and not a plug for my what I do. But Gary Keller wrote this book and it's kind of one of the reasons why I'm with the company I'm with because I really like his core values and where he comes from as far as a business standpoint and even just with your life, that your life and your business kind of flow into one and what do you want that to look like? Um, And he has a lot of intentional thinking and and thinks deeper than just the surface, which I really like. Um, And so in that, he talked about balance and the fact that that's kind of a lie, that you can't always have everything balanced. It's going to be a constant ebb and flow and you're going to sometimes need to put more focus into one area versus another. And then when you're doing that for a specific amount of time, the other things will suffer, but you need to know that eventually once that is that season is kind of passed and you're going to reevaluate and then you're going to find balance in that area a little bit more. You're going to give a little more focus and then where maybe you were focusing the most is going to lack a little bit. So it's I feel like it's a constant um, evaluation. And as a business owner, we have to do this with our business every couple months Um, And we have a business that helps us, our accountant. And every couple months, they're looking at our numbers and they're evaluating and they're talking to us and where can adjustments be made so that it's throughout the year we're constantly doing that. And I feel like balance is the same thing. You need to be doing that with your life every couple of months and what you think feels good for your family. And it should be a, an effort within with you and your spouse together. And you have to be a good team, I believe, to really execute this well. Um, 
And that's something that I'm still working, you know, we're working on growing that too. And it's not always going to look perfect. Don't feel like if that's not something you're doing now and you and your spouse don't have that connection that it can't ever exist. But even if you're just doing it, it, it really is something that is a constant thing that will go. So I feel like this woman really speaks of something that I would have said to myself before I realized that I can't put that stress on myself to say that every single area of my life is always going to be balanced. Because that was me. And I had myself living day to day and I was unhappy. I was feeling like so stressed. I felt like I had to have everything figured out all the time and I wasn't taking opportunities with my kids that I should have been and I was feeling short all the time with everybody and I think knowing that helped me to say yeah okay I'm not gonna have every area balanced but if I look at it and I really evaluate it and I give myself some grace I'm actually not doing that bad so I'm thankful that my husband is one that he can look at things like that. He's always like sunny side of the road and he can always like when I look at something and say, oh my gosh, this is terrible right now. He'll be the person that'll be like kind of almost in an annoying way at times. Like, what? No, let's look at this. And it's like, are you kidding me right now? Like, Let's just say what this is right now. This is bad. But there is something to be said about that perspective. And and I'm lucky to have that because then you can say, oh, you're right. Yeah, well, that's, eh, yeah, it's not all bad. Um, so remember that you can't have every single area of your life balanced. Like complete balance is a lie. Um, so that might help you because I feel like a lot of the stories that were referenced kind of hit on that right there. Um, She references that throughout this book, we are going to look at the areas in which working moms frequently feel overwhelmed and discuss practical ways to make things better. Um, She says how no one else's story is like yours. So the principles in the book, you have to make them apply to your life and your input is going to be vital. Um, You may be thinking, I know my life, I know what's in it, and writing things down isn't going to be helpful, but seeing things written down in one place is very eye-opening. Having a clear understanding of your present um, can effectively help you change your future. Begin your inventory of the present by looking at the mental load you're carrying as a working mom. She describes that this mental load is a person, is that a person carries a defined work and life balance and that a life coach actually says that this is largely invisible work of remembering and noticing because this load is carried inside our heads and isn't visible in the same way going to the office is. We often don't recognize it as real work. We lump it in as just what moms do, but mentally reducing this significance and burden. And that is something I think that is also key. And I thought, wow, that is so true that we oftentimes don't as moms and women, we don't put enough credit on ourselves for all this mental load that we have to carry. And that even if you don't work, you still, you are working because this is work, this mental load. 
it's, it should be recognized as real work. Um, and as, whether you actually work outside of the home or you don't, it just is work for that mental load. And it's always there. And, and it, it can be missed because it is invisible. Um, so I definitely feel that a lot because I feel a lot of pressure of every day, that mental load that I carry. Um, and the more kids you have, the, the more mental loads you have to carry for them. Um, carrying a heavy mental load is exhausting. Um, Marie notes that while everyone has a mental load, women carry a dis appropriately high amount of the mental load in the family. And when you add work to the mix, you have a working mother whose mind is always in overdrive. Some of the things you should let go of while others you can delegate to others. Um, so that's, that's really important to knowing that what can you let go of and what can you delegate to others? Because, you know, we can't do it all, all the time. And there isn't going to be complete balance of juggling every single thing on your mental load list. Um, and I have, I have found freedom in that recently because I'm one that I don't like to let stuff go. I want to do it all myself. Um, I think I touched on this in another podcast how um, I found freedom in this because I'm one that it's like, no, I have always had to figure my life out. I've always had to take care of things for myself. I don't give things to others very easily. I don't accept help very easily because for me, I've looked at it as a weakness. And it's also for me realizing that that's actually a strength to know where you are not good or where you are unable to fit that in. Where can you find help or somebody to delegate it to? And what can you just let go? Because it doesn't really matter that much to what your core values state. Because then the next thing she says is taking time to identify your core values can help you shift where you are putting your energy. What is a core value? It's something that is deeply important to you. It can span to your professional life, being a wife, mother, friend, and person. If you are a person who values friendship, you will be a person who invests in others. If you're a person who has family values, you'll spend quality time with those you love. Um, so you need to know what are your core values. If you don't know those, it's, it is very hard to identify what is going towards that each day. Um, and sometimes we can very easily get off track and this is why we're not being filled up at the end of the day, because we're not taking the time to say, well, is this something that goes towards my core value? Um, or is this just something that, why the heck am I doing it? And it doesn't even mean anything to me. It's not getting my family anywhere. So why do I do it? Is it because I feel obligated? And do I have maybe wrong people in my life that are putting pressures on me because they don't respect and honor your core values? I know this has been something big for me. To do this, your perspective needs to change from doing all the things you do to doing only the things that really matter. So I think that... You know, that's that's so important because we only have so many hours in a day. We can't make there be more hours in a day. So doing what matters the most, even though you look at it as like, oh, I'm not getting as much done and I'm not going to have everything, but you're going to have what matters and you're going to have what fills you up the most. Um, 
and it's hard to let go of things. It's hard to make those changes. Sometimes it's scary because it will affect sometimes your friendships because you're not going to be on the same page with people as you were anymore. You're going to be like, this stuff doesn't matter to me anymore. So I'm not going to do it. So that means I might not spend as much time with this person. Um, but it's overall going to give you freedom. And I can say that in my own life right now. Living with a value-based perspective allows you to say no to nice to do things and yes to need to do things. So when you're looking at your to-do list, look at it that way to say, are these nice to do or it's yes to do, um, need to do these things. So at the end of this book, she does have reflections on your present and has a little bit of a couple pages of things that you are to actually write down answering the questions that she gives to you. Um, She asks, you know, evaluating your present on the page, putting in, you know, what does your life look like? Your work, children, marriage, relationships, home, friendship, self-care kind of really challenged me to fill in the spots. And what does my personal life look like? And that's where this personal input is going to be so key because only you can evaluate you and only you can have your personal unique input put into this to to structure this to be what you need it to be. Um, So I thought that was really helpful and I filled it in. She asked some questions that provoke you to answer um, and kind of dig deep to think like, okay, um, what are the answers to these questions that you may not be thinking about to ask yourself every day? Um, The one question says, does your life have areas of tension that need to be addressed? If so, what are they? For me, that one, I answered family. Um, We're having some family stress right now. And a lot of it comes down to the fact that for a lot of years, our core values just were not the same. And And my core values and my husband's core values, when we spoke it, we said, yes, though they're the same. But when we acted out each day, they just weren't um, the same. We were just growing further and further apart. The influences of certain family members were becoming very taxing because there was not any respect and um, ability to honor what we wanted to do each day, um, how we really felt, things that were important to us, and just how we treated each other, spoke to each other, and and ending some bad habits and sort of generational curses that were going on that I was becoming very aware of that I didn't want my children to repeat. Um, And so we've had to deal with that and um, sort of reintroduce ourselves to specific people that you know, not all of them took it very well. I'm happy to say that I do have a relationship that is growing because I'm getting to know that person in the same way and they're getting to know me to say, this is, you know, who we are, this is what we stand for and this is together we're going to do this and and I'm happy to have that family member that we really truly are helping each other grow and it's a good relationship and we feel good when we're around each other and we're mending past offenses together. But I can't say that that's happening with every family member. And so yeah, that's really hard. It's stressful. So, um, you know, I wrote that down so that I could remind myself of that. And my core value, I would say for me, number one is family. So everything I do is centered around that. Um, And the one question does ask in 
what ways are you investing in your values and what ways are you spending time that doesn't relate to your values? And if I'm honest, fighting and living in the past is really not helping me. So I need to um, do some changing with that. And I did some soul searching while I was filling this in and it made me realize that I have anger and I have resentment and I harbor hurt and pain from some of these past relationships and even past hurts, even with my husband in ways that we weren't doing things the way we should have been. We hurt each other and we didn't honor each other and we got off track. So I have to remind myself, and this book is great because I can re-reference this and it really made me think that you know, it feels good to be angry. It feels good to yell and it feels good to bring those things up and throw them in people's faces and say, this is why and blah, blah, blah. Um, and you know, sometimes we have to allow ourselves the opportunity to feel every single emotion as we go through a healing process. But then I do need to recognize that I have felt it. I've, I have accepted it. And now I need to try not to let myself go backwards and I need to fully commit to a new future of looking forward because there isn't anything I can do about what was done in the past. And and some of those past decisions and choices are still affecting us today that we're still having to tie up loose ends of things that we're like, this just should never been done this way. And then it's a constant reopening of the wound. So we're working on that now to clean it up, clean slate, move on. You know, this is an area of stress for us. So we have, um, you know, a business deal that it's just a constant stress because it's with a specific person that we should have never put trust in to, um, be doing business with. And it's, it's again, because the relationship is not good right now. Um, because there's been some changes in us that we're no longer going to allow, this specific person to push us around, it needs to be tied up. We need to either walk away from it. We need to figure out how we can make it be less stressful for us in a place of resentment. So it's a process and it's painful. And sometimes you want to turn it off and make it not a priority because it's easier that way, but do it, make it a priority to clean up those messes and know that, you know what, there's nothing you can do about it. Just make it right from this point on. So I acknowledged that in this and, and, um, acknowledged that I could have my husband help me a little bit more. I could be a little more honest with him about completely how I feel about things. And I could let him in a little bit more because we guard ourselves from those that have hurt us, especially if you've had past hurts that pile up over the years. Um, so this chapter overall was was really good for me and I think it'll be good for you. Um, I don't want to talk too long and go on and on, but that's basically my rundown of the first chapter of Stretch Too Thin and I'm thankful that you're here to listen to it as always and I hope that um, if in evaluating your life, um, you realize that there's places that need change, that you have the strength to make those changes. And chapter two is setting yourself up for success. So as I read that and I have my thoughts, I will be sharing them 
in this series of Speak. And I hope that you gathered something from me speaking a little bit from my heart, sort of organically and authentically. I don't really have an actual like script or plan or agenda. I'm just kind of going with what speaks to me and my heart to speak to you. So as always, again, thank you for being here. This is Studio Wellness Podcast Series Speak with Stretch Too Thin by Jessica Turner. And from wherever you are, I hope that you're comfortable and I hope that you're having a great day. Until next time, talk to you later.